This podcast is brought to you by Audible. Stay tuned after the show for a special offer. Hey guys, welcome to episode 20 of the Neo Wind Podcasts. I'm Rich Woods. And I'm Jean Garashkaida. I think we got a pretty good show for today. I, you know, like uh, we got Ignite, got some Windows stuff, got some uh, OnePlus and Oppo stuff, some BBK stuff. So uh, that's pretty cool. Right. Yeah, a lot of stuff. Some smaller things, but overall, lots of interesting things. But I, I, I they're small, but I think they're all interesting. But yeah. first, I want to know what's new with you, and I want to know if you're using, if you're currently using the Magic Book Pro. Not the new one, because I was right no, I'm still okay. using the one that I got for that I reviewed for Ifa. The new one, I I just recorded the video, but I was still editing it. And because I, I didn't want to have to install the the video editing program on, on the new one, and before I got started, I just edited everything on the one I was already using. So and what's different about this new one? The the only difference, as far as I can tell, is the processor. And I think it's really interesting. I say this in my unboxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, that should go live today, tomorrow, something like that. Um, the the original Magic Book Pro, I I was interested in it because it had an H series processor from AMD. It was the Ryzen five, four six hundred H, and I thought that was cool because the the one I had reviewed before was U series, and they also had another U series one. By the way, that was the one that had an H series processor and no dedicated graphics, right? Right, exactly. Right. So, right. so it was a forty five watt processor, but no dedicated graphics. That's dumb. Yeah, it was. <laughs> It's it dumb. A... Listen, listen, but that that was last gen, right? And this generation right. doesn't have H series. Is that? Yeah. Right. So, yeah. so every single time, I, I have seen this before. Every single time I've ever seen an OEM use an H series processor and no dedicated graphics, it doesn't happen the next generation. <laughs> Never. I, it, it's I I get that. Also, I I think they just wanted to, to ship the same the same charger they had before. And they couldn't do that because this one is 65 watts. And if yeah. they added the graphics card on top of the 45 watt CPU, I don't think it would charge anymore. No, but, it would charge very, very slowly, very, very slowly. But they, it's doable. I mean, if, if they use the graphics card that would bring it up to like uh, 135 watts or something, you could do a 65 watt slow charge. But um, yeah. I'm currently using, speaking of things you can't charge with a 65-watt charger, I'm currently using the Lenovo ThinkPad P17. And this thing, you want to talk about a beast, okay? <laughs> this thing, it's got, it's got an Intel Xeon processor. Oh, wow. It's got NVIDIA Quadro RTX 5000 graphics with uh, 16 gigabytes GDDR6, Okay. 16 <laughs> gigabytes and and it's like seriously man i've I, i've been you know uh editing 4k 60 frames per second video while rendering 4k 60 frames per second video <laughs> and like it doesn't even hiccup it's incredible <laughs> i freaking love it but it's also it's it's a it's huge. It's got huge bezels, a 17-inch screen, and, and it's just it's a monster. Yeah, it's you know, a it's workstation. Like, yeah, of course, of course. But <laughs> I, I love it. You know, um I I I published the um the uh Intel versus Mac thing and, and I I I don't know if you noticed I I put a I, I put video rendering times on there and I used the P17 on there. And um it was like a minute and change. Where uh, I think the the MacBook was like three and change, and and uh, the Razer book was four and change or whatever. But um, I I put it on there just because I like I had already seen comments about just like people just don't want to hear anything good about Intel or or bad about Apple. Like like it's so it's I I like, I, I I did eight parts of that series and like like. I wouldn't do it again. I was so excited to like it, it's new silicon. I was so excited to review that MacBook Pro, and I broke it up into parts just to like you know, uh, you know, go a little deeper on it. And and man, people don't want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I saw the comments. It is so weird to me. It, it's so weird. Yeah. I I don't get it be, yeah. because like. You you don't really say anything bad about 
Apple Silicon. Like you, no. you praise it where it needs to be praised. It's a super fast processor. It's super you fast. By the way, it's also nothing new to um, be accused of being paid by some company. This have everybody who writes re any reviews for anything has been accused of being paid paid by by that company. And what's even better is that you'll get certain articles where you're being paid by that company and then the next comments will say you're being paid by the other company, but like their competition, <laughs> you know? So like, yeah, I'm accused of being paid by Intel for this series. Um, but also it's, it's like, like, it's super fast, but it's also like, like, like just wait for the next generation. This is, this is first gen stuff. It's really amazing what they did, but, um, I mean, I don't know. It's like, like if you're if you're getting a MacBook, they're they're switching the entire lineup to this. So, yeah, I I don't know. I really, I really didn't get the all the criticism because you were very clear that it was an amazing start. Yeah, well, they did amazing in I, I, making a, a good arm. I just I I don't know if if the people reading it really hate Intel or they really love Apple. <laughs> like, like that. That's what what I, I was I was getting at. Like, like, well, you said something good about Intel. Like, well, yeah, well, you can't argue that the MacBook doesn't support multiple monitors, right? So, like, w when I review a PC, when I review a PC, I assume that you you want to be able to keep it for five years. You may not keep it for five years. You may uh, you may replace it in three years, whatever. But but that's the goal. You you need to be able to if you need to. Um, for phones, I do two years. Mm. So, I mean, five years, like a lot can happen in life in five years. You may like, like you may have it your MacBook hooked up to an external monitor and in two years go, you know what? These people that have two monitors might be honest. I'm going to go out and spend $500 on a nice, you know, decent 4k monitor or whatever. And you go to hook it up and wait a minute. I didn't realize that my pro laptop can't actually do this, you know, right. But, Whatever. It's a completely valid criticism. I think the, the only thing that maybe people needed to read is that, well, this makes sense for the MacBook Air. I don't know. I, I read through the review maybe a little too quickly, but I, I don't know if you specifically said this is fine on the MacBook Air, but doesn't work as well on the Pro. Maybe right, exactly. Well, it's, for a product called the Air, it's fine. For, for a product called Pro, not really, you know. Right. But yeah. anyway, that's why I included the P17 on there because the early reviews of Apple Silicon were so good because, I mean, let's be honest, Apple sends it to people who are going to give them favorable reviews. And they're, they're so good, but the people um, people were looking at benchmarks that only test the CPU, like Geekbench, and, and, there's, and they're saying, wow, look, this is faster than any Intel PC. And it's like, no, 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 no. It's a, it's a it's a synthetic CPU benchmark, you know, um, and then they were looking at video rendering times on like an iPad versus a 16 inch MacBook Pro, and I guess it would come out on top. So, um, th so the point was like, look, hey, there is there are very powerful Intel PCs here that that can actually smoke this thing. To be just to be clear, um, <laughs> so that's kind of kind of why I just included it there. Anyway, yeah. want to talk about Ignite? Let's start with the night. Uh, well, it's the thing that happened. You know, the, so last year, <laughs> last year, um, obviously, we're doing all digital events now because of COVID-19. And last year, they just decided to split Ignite into two. And I don't think that they thought about if they're going to have actual news for a spring Ignite event. <laughs> <laughs> because this is a, it's all pretty minor stuff. Um. Yeah, I just yeah. don't think they thought it through. It's not a really um... so. I mean, uh, yeah, I I think that the the major news is is saved for builds or um, independent events that they might have. And um, so we got a few things. We got Microsoft Mesh, right? What do you think That's of this? Probably the biggest one from at least from Microsoft's perspective. It yeah. sounds like it was their biggest focus here. Right. So if if you missed it, Microsoft Mesh is this new augmented reality platform for for HoloLens. Uh, that, uh, to me, it felt, I, I might be misremembering, because I, but I was at MWC 2019 when they announced the HoloLens too. And yeah. I, 
they showed them a lot of stuff there. And I, f- I thought homoportation, which is one of the things they highlighted in, with Microsoft Mesh, the fact that it can have a virtual you show mm-hmm. up in someone else's holograms or the holographic world. I thought that was already shown off at MWC 2019. Holoportation has, has been a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So that seemed, it seemed like they were treating this like a big new thing, but a lot of it. So, so holoportation like isn't new, but I think like just the broader platform is new. Yeah. So we're, so we're, they're saying across different devices, across, um, you know, not, not just HoloLens with the uh, Windows Mixed Reality as well with the Nintendo characters and, right. um, <laughs> and, and <laughs> just, just stuff like that. It's. They did. That was the big thing that seemed to me. They, they even announced Oculus support, which is a pretty big deal. If Oculus is one of the biggest, you know, VR platforms right now, so the fact yeah. that you, if, if you can bring all those people in and if people adhere to it, that that's probably the way. Because Hololens is incredibly expensive and it's not a consumer product, so you're never gonna get very far if you're only made it for Hololens. So yeah, I don't. think. We should have done this last. Never. No, I, I, I digress. We, <laughs> we should have done mesh before we did the the, the Windows stuff, but whatever. Uh, sorry, sorry. I'm just looking at the notes. But yeah, this oh, is right. this is cool stuff. Um, they they showed Pokemon Go. Um, I'm I surprised you didn't mention that because I, it's you. <laughs> I gotta be honest. It's it's fine. It's it, but it feels awkward when you still have to be interacting with this phone interface where you have to tap. Like tap well, this thing's not going to ship, right? Right. It's, yeah, it's it, it's just a demo, it, and it's it's just a way of it's it's um mesh kind of describes it, right? So that's yeah. That's what it is. It, let's it, um, but, let's yeah. talk about teams though, because <laughs> I don't care about teams much. Um, <laughs> you know, like, like it's, honestly, like like teams that Microsoft cares about teams, so I care about teams. But it's, it's one of those things they just keep adding features and features and features to. But um, intelligent speakers. This is right. like like there are are few items from Ignite that, that I would highlight, and and you said Mesh was the biggest one. To me, I would say intelligent speakers is they showed this off. What was it? Build twenty eighteen. Yeah, I think uh, it's about this before, but I, they I showed it off. Yeah, yeah, they did, and it was it was a big cone shaped speaker that they had in like a conference room, and like like they showed it off. It was just maybe maybe you'd call it a concept, um, where they had this speaker in the middle of a room. People would walk in, and you and you'd see Cortana doing all these cool things because Cortana was a thing at the time. I, I don't know if they're still calling it Cortana, but whatever. Um, and so someone would walk in and they'd start talking and it would say it would know that this person was talking. So like like the big feature of these intelligent speakers is knowing uh, which person is talking and being able to transcribe them and stuff like that. Like um, we have transcription everywhere. That's that's right. not new. Uh, but if two people are talking, it's just a, a blob of text. Right. So, yeah. so now now you would be able to see who's talking and and. Um, Rather than a big cone speaker that looks more like an Echo Dot. So um, actually, what the, that first one with the blue ring on it looks identical to an Echo Dot. That looks very similar. It yeah. does look very similar. So like that that was the thing that, that, that caught my eye. And I feel like it almost flew under the radar. But it, like, it's cool to see when a company goes and, and shows a demo like that, that's almost as a concept. It's cool to see it come to life like that. So that that was that was my thing that I, that yeah. I noticed. It is pretty cool. I think maybe it flew under the radar because people forgot that real life meetings exist. And they- yeah, all <laughs> <laughs> right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so mesh was something that they didn't tell us about. That, that, like like they give the 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 book of news to journalists, and and mesh was the thing that wasn't on there. Uh, intelligent speakers were now. Now you said mesh was the big one. I said intelligent speakers was the big one. Do you know what our readers thought was the big one? <laughs> Universal print. Universal print. <laughs> so, I couldn't say that without laughing. <laughs> it is now generally available, and um, you, you know the, the the thing is, universal print is something that that I care about just as a general feature. It kind of pisses me off that it's kind of a business feature because this is something that Microsoft needs to do. Um, 
I can't tell you how many times I've gone to print something from a Windows PC and I have some stupid driver issue or it says it's offline. So I just send, I just drop the file in OneDrive, open it on my iPhone, and I air print it right to my printer. <laughs> uh, because because like printers just work with an iPhone or an Android phone. With Windows, you need drivers. You need to configure the printer and stuff like that. So Universal Print, which is not a new thing, they they announced it a while back, but right um it it's it's meant to replace print servers in businesses and um you know so you can you can manage your printers and stuff like that but um you know i would love to see it become more of just a, a cloud printing service but uh when they first announced it they only announced canon as a partner but they have a ton more which is cool and um by the way, they started announcing they started announcing this news like the day before the embargo lifted. They said like blog posts from from uh, Epson and Brother and stuff start, started started showing up like 24 hours before the embargo lifted. But yeah, Universal Print, which is really cool for businesses, and and I really hope they, uh, you know, I, I hope they they expand on this so it can benefit everybody. Yeah, I wonder if they'll do that since. You talked about the driver problems. I guess drivers will have to work differently with Windows 10X if that exists, which I think we might Windows be talking 10X. about in a second. Uh, Are we? And yeah. Aren't, uh, kind of. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. All right. Yeah, let's uh, move on. Panos Panay is pumped for the next generation of Windows. <laughs> so. See, I told you. Uh, yeah, you're right. That was, so, so, yeah, he had a 14-minute session at, at Ignite. And um, that's how much time they dedicated to uh, <laughs> Windows was 14 minutes. And um, yeah, basically the highlight of, the, of the, that 14 minutes was that he is pumped for the next generation of Windows. That's all he said. There's nothing else interesting in, nothing. That, in that whole session. Uh, and he specifically but. said, we're not talking about that at this event. You know, that, that's why it was such a weird Ignite because because... Ignite is is it's it's a premier event for Microsoft. This is this is a top build event, right? Along, even more so than build. You know, Ignite can get twenty five thousand attendees. Build maybe at six thousand. So so this is a big event. It's five days long when it's in person. Uh, so they switched to virtual and then they split it into two events. And like, this doesn't feel like an Ignite event because at an Ignite event, you have something for everybody. There are Surface sessions, there's Windows sessions, and, and you could really kind of dig in to the people that work on the product. And this one, this wasn't that. So it was just a mention of the next generation of Windows. Yeah, which might be Windows 10X, might be that 21. Maybe Sun Valley. H2, yeah. um, it could be both, you know. Um, it, it, like, it, <laughs> the next generation of Windows could be the what you know an, an overall term that is just using for everything that's coming next because there's a lot. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's really not specific. Yeah. Hopefully, we don't finally talk about it. I don't because we we're all expecting Windows 10 X this spring, and we have a, um, nothing. I just I don't think builds the venue for that anymore. Um, it, it used to, it used to be a few years ago when the you know remember when Joe Belfiore came out and right. showed off Windows Phone features and you know um, <laughs> but but uh, it yeah, used to be the venue for that but it's it's not anymore that um, new I I would bet that they'll have a Windows event and that, and that's what we're hearing we're hearing that there's going to be a Windows focused event so so build maybe not the place but. Because you got to yeah. remember, they got to launch Windows 10X soon. It's March now, um, you know. So we're looking at this spring for Windows 10X and Windows 10X devices, and then um, and then they got to focus on Sun Valley and tell us all the new features that are coming to Windows 10 in the fall. So that's why insider previews are boring now because because they're doing this thing that they used to do and they haven't done it in a while, but they used to do this a lot where they would they would. Um, they would wait until features were announced to put them in insider preview. So, so there's going to be some event, and then the next week we're going to have a huge feature drop in the insider preview. Right. So they're just withholding them from. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I prefer that. I guess at least we kind of know something is coming. Yeah. I mean, uh, I don't know. We could go on about uh, what's wrong with the insider program and and what doesn't work, but 
uh, that, was, that would go on forever. Yeah. Yeah, we only got so much time, and, and we actually have more stuff to talk about. So that's that's Spring Ignite. Um, I don't think anybody thought it was a particularly impressive show worthy of the Ignite branding. Um, what did you think? Any thoughts on it? Uh, I mean, not really. Uh, I, it was fine. It was Ignite. Um, but it was, or maybe it wasn't an Ignite, like you were saying. Yeah. It, it was, it was pretty small for Ignite. Probably didn't make a lot of sense to split it into two events. Yeah. But, um, I, I mean, of it, but. you know, based on, um, what may or may not have been a leak from earlier this week, um, and that, that's not in the notes, but I'll, I'll bring it up. Um, <laughs> just the, the walking cat published a video that. I considered it to have leaked the build, the 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 dates of build and ignite or at least build, and what it actually said was build would be from May twenty fifth through fifty seventh, <laughs> and, and um, you know I I took that like I I saw that I'm like oh that's a typo and like I did not think twice about it. A lot of people took that to mean like oh these are clearly placeholder dates because the fifty seventh of May does not exist. And so it must not be correct. And I, I, I think Build's happening on May 25th. Uh, so, but that's a virtual event, obviously. We knew that. They promised virtual events until July 2021. What really surprised me, I don't have the date in front of me, but Ignite was scheduled to be a two-day event. And if it's a two-day event, that means they're planning for that to be virtual as well. Um, on the other hand, Giornamenti Lumia has Ignite uh, as a five-day event. So... It was fun to watch the Battle of the Leaksters. And, uh-huh. and uh, you know, but but so so I, it, it would seem like, like, and that one was set for the end of September, and that two-day one was October. And it wouldn't surprise me if it's a five-day in-person event, if they do that in September, because they probably have a contract with a venue in New Orleans that was postponed from last year. So they, they have dates. Um, and, and if they're planning to do virtual, they could do that whenever the hell they want. And then it's a two-day event probably split into two again for some reason you know yeah. uh but yeah but then they said it was uh um then he, even walking cat said it was uh placeholder dates um and and i'm not surprised that if that ignite later this year is a placeholder date um so yeah we'll see what happens let's hope things they, are a little it, it wouldn't surprise me it wouldn't surprise me if they do digital ignite again this year, just because like, like they can extend, um, they can extend, uh, virtual events until the end of the year. Um, also though, th- there's a big difference. Like they could do some events virtual. Like there's a big difference between a 25,000 person ignite event from people with people all over the world, people from all over the world. And like a surface event in New York city with, you know, a few hundred people there. So, you know, we'll, right. we'll see. We'll see. Now, now that we've talked about what's coming to Windows, though, let's talk about what's leaving Windows, because because there's a few things. That's um, the most interesting part, obviously. <laughs> we have a uh, uh, Dedge is no longer <laughs> supported. I that <laughs> I, I still like that name. That, that I, is, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought about it that so long ago, and I didn't tell anybody. I wanted to. T- I wanted to tell everyone. Like, I'm like, if I if I tell other people, they're gonna use it. But no, Dedge is mine. You know. <laughs> Mary Joe had Credge. Dedge is mine. So we have Dedge and Credge. Uh, but yeah, Edge Legacy is no longer supported. Uh, that is no, that's not new. It's just the date has passed now. So it got its last update on March 9th. And uh, it's going to be removed in next next month's Patch Tuesday update. So Yeah, we all know that was coming. Did you yep. ever use Edge Legacy as yep. your main browser? Oh, no. No, never. Okay. <laughs> no. Did you use it? Yes, as a main browser. No. No. Um, I, I'm sure I tried at points when it was new. Um, I, it just never lasted. Um, and but but one thing that I I regularly used it for always was PDF uh, markup. That, that oh was, yeah, it, that it's awesome. Um, writing on PDFs is. Awesome. Like, like even if some company would send me an NDA um, to sign, I would just pull it up in Edge, pull out the pen, sign it, save it. Like, like rather than having to print it out, sign it, scan it back in, like it's it's awesome. Um, you know, it's funny. Still, oh, no, go ahead. No, go ahead. Good. 
Uh, no, I think Chrome. that's something you can still do now. Yeah, with Edge Chromium, you can yeah. still do it. Oh, yeah. that. And I do that all the time because I don't actually have a printer. So oh, yeah. if, if, if I wanted to print a document to sign and then scan again, I, had, I would have to, to go out somewhere to, to print it. So it's yeah. super convenient to just sign it in Edge and send it away again. You know what's funny is that that there were at one point there were a whole bunch of people that were just leaving teams in Microsoft and like heading to the Edge team, and it was a joke. It was a joke at the time because that um, I I can't think of the teams that, but but these products would, would be getting killed off, and like these people would just end up on the Edge team, and this was before we knew they were switching to Chromium, and I remember one guy. I remember one guy switching to Edge Team, and I'm, I'm and it, it's not for a product that's that's killed off now. It's it's still a product that I love, but 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 he he um he came from from this team and went to the Edge Team, and I messaged him I'm like, dude, you can't leave me. Like, I, like, <laughs> I love this product. You can't you can't leave this product behind. And he's like, well, I'm going to Edge. He's like, um, and I, I'm like, I'm like, why would why why are people going to Edge? Why would anybody want to work on Edge? And, um, and he's like, let me ask you a question. He goes, what can we do to make you use Edge? You know? And I remember telling him, like, you know, make it Chrome. <laughs> like, like, make it work, make it like Chrome. You know, like, like it's just, um, you know, for like every time I would use Edge, the old Edge, it wouldn't remember my passwords, my history, even though I, I thought it was supposed to, but it just never really worked. So, I mean... Um, so yeah, like, and it didn't, it didn't import my, my passwords from Chrome or anything. So like, like now, now if you set up edge for the first time, you can just import everything from Chrome and you're literally right there where you left off on Chrome, but now in edge and now everything syncs finally a year later. <laughs> it took, so, took them a while to enable all of that. took them a while. <laughs> so yeah, that's done. And now the new insider preview build has removed 3d viewer and paint 3d on clean installations. I love that. I love that. <laughs> I also love it because I I've now met on Twitter a whole bunch of people that are suddenly big fans of Paint 3D. This <laughs> <laughs> always happen, right? No one cares about these features, and then when they they come off, oh man, that was the best thing. How dare you? Okay, so <laughs> to be clear, to be clear, these apps are going to still be available in the Microsoft Store. All right. right. Um, I, I, I I mean, they didn't guarantee to support them for any length of time, but, the, but they'll still <laughs> yeah, be available for now. You know, and um, I, I I find this interesting because like a couple of weeks ago, they removed um, the 3D objects folder, and that seemed like such a minor story, but but it didn't seem so minor to me just because like they had this huge focus on 3D crap um, a few years ago. You know, create like creators update, full creators update. We're all creators. Make 3D stuff. You know, they had this huge focus, and I, I, um, like they're finally just getting rid of it. <laughs> yeah, they really wanted 3D to be the same basic thing that paint, the original paint was, because everyone knows yeah. how to use paint. I used it in elementary school, and that's just a thing that a lot of people grew up with. Yeah, and that they <laughs> thought that 3D was going to be the new 2D. Yeah, <laughs> like remember that they were adding 3D stuff, the PowerPoint and stuff, right? Which is probably yeah. still there. Yeah, yeah. It probably still exists, but it's just not as easy to create. And they really thought it would be, but it's not. No, people just don't don't care about it. You That's know, like, like they thought that 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 you would be creating 3D stuff, and like you would use your Windows Mixed Reality headset to to interact with this stuff, and and it's just not happening. And Hololens too. Remember Hololens. When it was announced in January 2015, by the way, coolest thing in the world. When it was announced, like, like I remember when that was unveiled, I, I I still watch that teaser video and show it to my friends sometimes. But but um, it was the coolest thing in the world. But they had no vision for what that can do at the time. Remember, they had um, there was one event where I I got to play a game like it was called Project X Ray. There's robots coming through the, the walls and you had to shoot at them and you would literally be in a room and it would look like robots are coming through your walls. You know, um, that's not what HoloLens is today. And, and you, that was a big difference between HoloLens 1 and 2 is that when HoloLens 2 came out, they had a focus because they learned from HoloLens 1, you know, what people wanted to do with it, what people could do with it. 
um, and, and where the market was. And with Hollins too, it was, it's very clearly a business device. Um, right. It's very clear that this isn't a gaming device. You know, like the consumer right. use case wasn't really there. And I think the same went for Windows Mixed Reality. Because remember when Windows Mixed Reality was announced, it was a big, it was announced, I think, alongside Surface Studio. And they said, we're going to have, we're going to have virtual reality headsets starting at 299 and that was a big deal because i think oculus or something at the time cost like 600 bucks so so that was a big deal like we're going to do it and you're going to be able to do it at a much lower price point lower system specs but then you know it took them a year to come to market and then oculus just made a $300 headset you know it's, and then then they made standalone headsets and and you know google made snapdragon powered standalone headsets with daydream and and you know, Windows Mixed Reality fell behind. And that, again, moves to that business use case. So all this 3D stuff that they thought consumers were going to be doing just never took off. And it was never going to. Yeah. But I'm fine with it being removed, really. And Yeah. I think yeah. everyone, almost everyone is. People just want to complain. Just, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, everybody's fine with it. It's just, like, the thing that really interests me is just that, that, they like they really thought that 3D was going to be the future of everything, and it's like I remember when the when the Windows 10 Creators update came out, and and they or that was the one with Paint 3D, or was it Full Create? I think it was the no Full Create no, update was Story Remix. Um, right. Yeah, Creators update was Paint 3D, and like I'm I'm like, you're calling you're saying this is for creators. Why don't you add a video editor? You know, like like you used to have Windows Movie Maker. Why don't you get a that video would, editor for creators? That, that would make sense. So that would you know? be so much better. I, yeah. I've always missed a, a video editor for. Right. I mean, you want to compete with Apple, like like come up with an iMovie competitor. <laughs> you know, like like no I, one is asking for Paint 3D. You know, and they had Movie Maker before. Like it, I think they it had it right. was take Movie Maker and update the UI a little bit. No one will mind it. If, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, they, they even had they even had one for Windows 8, you know. Um, I don't know if it was called Movie Maker. Might have been called like Movie Creator or something. But they had one for Windows 8, and it it was always in beta. It never came out of beta, but yeah, oh. they they had a little video editor for Windows 8. Oh, I don't think I remember that. Yeah, Not no they... one. Re- don't worry, no one. Remember <laughs> that. No one. <laughs> I think they have this editor now in the Photos app, but it's it's really not very interesting. It's... Right. It's super limited. You can't really do much with it. Right. Yeah. Yeah, I would never use it. Yeah, it's more like a way to like throw your photos together than actually make a video that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, I just I just thought this, like it's an it's yet another story of how misguided Microsoft's efforts can be and how tone deaf they can be in in just like like you know you know like like they failed with phones right miserably. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> That's, That's why good. I use the Windows phone in my image for the article, and I love it. Uh, but, <laughs> but they failed with phones, and, and they're like, don't worry. We're going to get the next thing. Like, that when the next big thing comes along, we are going to be on board. We are not going to miss that one. And um, and then Amazon made the Echo, and, and <laughs> Google made Google Assistant, and um, those dominated the next big thing, and Microsoft didn't. With Cortana, even though Microsoft had Cortana long before Amazon had Alexa or or uh, Google had Google Assistant, but that, like that's just not where their efforts were. You know that they they looked at Cortana as a Siri competitor, and it was just a smartphone assistant, and like they didn't think beyond that. And, and instead, they're like, no, three D, that's going to be it. <laughs> <laughs> and and it's no, they no. Not They're either. very misguided. Yeah, I think misguided is the right word. They never seem to put their focus in the right place. Yeah. And even when they say they're focused on something, they're often not really focused on it and not trying, not really trying to make it good. So yeah, this happens a lot with Microsoft products. Yeah. And I think people thought that Cortana couldn't succeed without a mobile platform, but here you have Amazon with Alexa. <laughs> no. Right. Yeah. Like, well, you whatever. can just install an app in Cortana, yeah. app, but no one cares. Cortana had an app once. <laughs> Doesn't anymore. Yeah. But um, yeah. So that stuff's going away, which is is good. I mean, I, like I've always I've always hated it. 
I've always hated that. Like for a while, you couldn't uninstall Paint 3D, and it's. Do you remember? And by the way, do you remember a couple years ago they were gonna they were gonna remove Paint in favor of Paint 3D? Right, and then <laughs> people were outraged. So. It's it's funny how things change because they wanted Paint 3D to replace Paint. They were forced by people to keep Paint around. Yeah, and now they're killing Paint yeah. 3D. Yeah. Uh, All right, let's move on to BBK. Oppo Find X3 Pro. This thing is lovely, man. The main source of my bitterness right yes, now. I was going to say, <laughs> if I didn't have one, I would be super bitter about it. Um, I, I, whatever. Yeah. It's, it's done. You got so it. You reviewed the Find X2 Pro. You loved it. Um, I, I really do love I still use it. I still have it. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah. So, so the Find X3 Pro... Um, Probably, probably one of the biggest features is the new design. That like, because they're super proud of that. It takes up multiple pages in the reviewer's guide, <laughs> and it's like, like you know, single piece of glass. If you um, you know, you've probably seen pictures of it, and and um, yeah, single piece of glass curved, and it it looks cool. It's totally different. I appreciate that it's different because so many companies just do the same thing. Right. Uh, so you know that that rectangle with rounded corners that we see from. Uh, what do we got? Apple, Google, Samsung, Huawei, Motorola. I don't know of any companies that haven't used that design. So, right. um, so yeah, so that's cool. They did something a little different there. Um, the display, uh, 1440p, 120 hertz AMOLED, 10-bit color. So they're saying it's the true billion color. They're calling it a true billion color phone because you get 10-bit color on the display. And then you have, um, you know, a 10-bit color. color. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, photography. Right. So dual 50 megapixel. This is actually kind of interesting. Dual 50 megapixel sensors, and so they're both Sony IMX 766. Yeah. And so being being that they're using the same sensor, um, you should have color consistency between those two sensors, and um, so that that you don't see much because most companies just don't focus on the ultra wide as much. Uh, so yeah, it's a 50 megapixel f 1.8 main sensor, f 2.2 ultra wide. Um, then we also have a 13 megapixel 5x zoom lens and a 3 megapixel 60x microscope lens, which is weird. Um, I've, have you tried that one out? I saw some samples from other people on Twitter. And it looks I really have. interesting. It, it I have. Cool. But let me just round out the specs. Uh, Snapdragon 888, 12 gigs of RAM, 256 gigs of storage, uh, 4,500 milliamp hour battery, 65 watt wired charging, 30 watt wireless charging, 10 watt reverse wireless charging, color OS 11.2. So, um, yeah, it's it's interesting, and 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 it, it almost stole the show. And I I, you know, I, I saw some reviews. I saw some early reviews, which, by the way, nobody's had this for very long. This phone, right? Uh, but but some people thought it was the coolest thing in the world, and some people thought it was a gimmick. And I think it's closer to a gimmick. I don't know that. Like, it's cool, right? It, it's it's definitely it's a technological innovation, and um, I, I just don't think it's particularly practical um, right. because you you have to you have to hold the phone. Maybe uh, a half inch from the subject for this to right. work, because otherwise it's totally out of focus. So, like that's why they call it a microscope lens, because because you have to be holding it right up against it um, for for this to work. And 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 a lot of the images I see online are very misleading, because you'll see a picture of something that's this far away when when they take it with the main lens and then when they, when they take it with the 60 X zoom, you have to move the camera. So there's actually a, a difference. So I'm actually not sure. I think it might be a 30 X zoom and then you can have one X and two X settings. But um, yeah, I mean, it's super cool, not super practical. And you know, they had, they actually had a Q and a session and um and and someone asked them like why 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 did you do this <laughs> and and <laughs> and they you know they they kind of I I actually loved the answer they they kind of said that that well this this phone you know the the they they think that the design is futuristic it's based on space which is cool and they just said that like look this represents the future and exploring technology 
and and it was almost like this answer, like, well, we did it because we could, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> like, like we, we did it because, because, you know, to, to do something that, that other people haven't been able to do yet. And, and we wanted to do it. So, so I think that's as, as good a reason as any to, to put a feature in a phone. So I think it's definitely a better reason than yeah. doing it because someone else already did it. Yeah. yeah. Which right. is what happens so, so a lot like, of the time. Like, in, yeah. And, and, and you know, innovating for the sake of innovating is, is it's cool. I, I like it. Um, yeah. yeah. So one thing that I did find weird about the camera setup is that the telephoto in the Find X2, it's a, it's a periscope lens. It's got 10x optical zoom. Oh, really? I, yeah. So I, I was surprised that they took a step back there with the telephoto and it's, you said it's 5x zoom. So yeah. is that 5x optical still? That's not yeah. too bad. That's still better than a lot of I mean, it's better than it's the so iPhone. Than, yeah, it's better than, yeah. <laughs> right. Um, I really like you know that. Funny, you know what's funny is if you look at the at the the phone, right, and you have a, you can see the four lenses on there. The yeah. telephoto lens is the one that, the tiny little one in the yeah, corner. Yeah, the tiny one. Yeah, because <laughs> the, uh, the <laughs> it's, it's just funny how much space that that uh, microscope lens takes up. But, um, yeah, because that, that one actually has a, a ring around it for light. So, yeah. Yeah, because if you have to hold something like a half an inch from something, it's blocking any light source. So, so it has it has a light around it. So it's something I've seen from Motorola before. Yeah, but but it is cool. I I mean I'd love to try it. I don't know. I'm just yeah. I'm just gonna continue to be bitter about the fact that I didn't get to review this one. You still not offered you one? Um, uh, I I figured that there's no need since you have one. I did they offer <laughs> though? No, they, uh, they haven't. Well, I, I like that's the thing. I, I mean, I, I assume that that um, like I just assume it's a different PR company. So I mean, for, for Portugal versus the U.S., so maybe they just they they might have had one person that said, "Hey, we'll send one to Rich under embargo," and then they were going to send you one after the launch, where like like but not coordinating with each other at all. You know, I mean, yeah, it's possible. That, that that's something that happens. It's not like they they you know picked me over you for some reason. Right. No. Um, right. Yeah. So so um yeah, I, I and and you know, this is um not a good phone for the United States. It's um it, I, I got to <laughs> say it's it's been a while. Since, like I I've I've, re I've reviewed many phones made for the international market. It's been a while since I got one that that doesn't get 4G LTE everywhere. Oh, wow. um, yeah, so like there are some there are many places that I'll go and it'll say H plus on there. I'm like, geez. Uh, so, yeah, so so it's really like like as far at least T-Mobile uh, 4G LTE bands, they're, they're mostly not there. Forget about 5G. Well, um, yeah. So it comes in gloss black and a, and a matte blue color. And I got gloss black. I think most reviewers got that. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So the camera's pretty. This is an awesome device, though. I love it. It's <laughs> like the 120 hertz display feels so good. And I love that it has it has such a good camera because I've never liked OnePlus cameras. And and the OnePlus 8 Pro was my favorite Android phone of last year, but the camera keeps me from using it full time. And um, you know, like like if I could get this camera on the OnePlus 8 Pro with it with its you know 4G and 5G bands, I would take it. Um, or if I could get this one with US 4G bands, I, I would love right. it. But yeah, it's got a beautiful display, you know, sexy design, excellent camera. It's 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 the whole package. It's great. I, I can understand why why you uh, <laughs> wanted it. Yeah, it's, I mean, and I like Color OS too. Right, it's very I was good. really surprised. That is something that really surprised me because until I reviewed this phone, I was really one of the, one of those people that really stood for stock Android. I was always I, I never have been. Never. <laughs> no, I've, I I've never really... been into stock Android because I really feel like if I I've always believed that you can be smart and make a good Android skin. You know, like because remember, like like the the One Plus One in 2014 actually used Cyanogen OS, and that mm. was good. Okay, and I and at that time I'm like, this is better than stock Android. I love this, and obviously Cyanogen's no longer around. But it's and I've always believed that you can do that. So, um, yeah, I but, love it. Yeah, it's, for me it was this one that really sold me on third party skins like that. Yeah, and 
I don't know if you've messed around with the settings, but Color OS 11, I actually got the update on the Find X2 Pro a couple a week ago or so. Yeah. It's really customizable too. You can change the shape of the icons in the notification centers, change the color theme. It's pretty cool. Yeah. You couldn't do that there before. There are three dark modes. Right. That's another thing that they added to Color OS 11. You have three dark modes. Like, it, like that, see, that's something that's practical that, that people will appreciate, you know, and, yeah. and, um, I feel like the settings are easy to find. Like if, if, if I'm looking for something that, that some specific feature, like it's, it's easy to get to where there have been other phones where like, like, all right, I got to find the always on display. Like, all right, where display? Oh, it's not under display for some reason. <laughs> you know what I mean? Right. It, right like, there's yeah. some phones. It just doesn't make sense. I so. feel that way with Samsung a bit. And that's another thing that I really liked about this one too, is that the settings just made sense to me. Uh, right, let's talk about know. OnePlus because we got we really got to wrap this up. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. OnePlus confirmed it's Hassel Hasselblad. Am I saying that right? I, I think Hassel that's how people Hasselblad? say it. Hasselblad. I don't know. You never know. <laughs> this is not an American. I never brand. said it. So. <laughs> so yeah. So speaking of OnePlus cameras, they should start to get a lot better, and and that's cool to see. Um, you know, we like because because we've seen other companies partner up with camera brands such as nokia and zeiss and right. huawei and leica yeah so um you know uh hopefully good things come from this um the OnePlus nine series is coming march 23rd so um they, they said the first things that are it's going to be software based which is color calibration in the future they're going to work on hardware so the OnePlus nine might not not even have uh hardware that was collaborated on but it is getting a custom sony imx 789 sensor which was actually rumored for the find x3 pro um yeah 789 oh i thought it was going to be the same 766 one huh. no they said a uh, custom uh imx 789 that's cool. so yeah yeah, yeah, because last year the Find X2 Pro and the OnePlus 8 had the same six eighty six something five. I I forgot the name of the land. Well, they, they they actually said in the announcement that by like like they said in the announcement that the OnePlus 9 series is getting a custom Sony IMX 789 sensor. So that should imply that both the non-Pro and the Pro should have that sensor, which is really impressive because with the OnePlus 8. They did. They they had a different sensor for the for the eight and the eight pro. So I, I would love it if they put the same main sensor in both. They might because the, the, what you're describing also happened with the Find X2 from Apple. Like the Find X2 only had the that five IMX five eighty six that every cam that was basically every forty eight megapixel camera at the time. And then it had the six eighty nine or something like that for, for the Find X two Pro. Yeah. And this year, the Find X3 Pro has the 766, and it, that's also in the Find X3 Neo. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll you see. know what else is great? <laughs> I, I, I think I know what you're going to say. But Audiobooks from Audible. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I've been, about it. I would love to tell you more about it, because I have been an Audible subscriber for years, and I sign on to the plan where I get two books a month, but there's also a plan where you could get just one. Um, audiobooks, right? I love it. I love it when I'm working out. I love it when I'm driving. Um, I listen to them frequently, and they're awesome. A lot of times, um, you know, with, with with regular books, we follow certain authors, and you can do that too, but I find myself looking at certain narrators sometimes, so... Um, yeah, it's really great, but let me tell you a certain narrator of a, of a audio book that I the, the most recent audio book that I finished, Kate Mulgrew. Do you know who that is? I have no idea. That is Captain Catherine Janeway so, from Star Trek Voyager. Oh, so, okay. yeah. So, so anyway, um, the, the book is called uh, uh, The Autobiography of Catherine Janeway. So it's really cool. Like I, like, I could have read this book. But to have it narrated by her just adds this entirely new dimension to the story where it actually feels like she's telling the story of her life and she's telling the events of the show from a different perspective than than when when I watched it years ago, right? So right. it's pretty awesome. So anyway, 
Um, you could get your first month free at um, audibletrial.com slash neowin. And you get your first month free, and and you get a free book, right? If you get to go to that link, you're going to get a free book uh, when you get your first month free. And you get to keep that book forever. That's how Audible works. You get a credit. You spend that credit. You get to keep the book forever, even if you cancel your plan. So when you get that first month free, you get to keep that book forever, even if you never pay for it ever. So sign up, audibletrial.com slash neowin. And I don't think you'll regret it. I should probably do that myself, actually. I should start reading reading or listening to books more because I don't do that. <laughs> you should. And let me tell you something else. Speaking of reading and listening, if you use Kindle books, they sync with each other. So so I've, it, it'll say whisper sync for voice ready if you go. But um, the audio book and the Kindle book will sync. So if you listen to it in the car, say, you know, when, you, when, you're, when you're on a drive for an hour, and then you go and you pick up the Kindle book, it'll pick up where, where you left off while you were listening. It's, it's very cool. That's actually amazing. Yeah, that sounds really cool. So that's it. Um, <laughs> we'll see you guys in a couple of weeks. This is episode 20. So uh, happy, uh, I don't know. Number 20. <laughs> <laughs> Do we know? Wait, hold on. Um, let me check something. Our first episodes. I, we got the date if we look in the notes. April 26, 2019. So twenty, nearly twenty-three months, and we made it to twenty episodes. That's pretty impressive. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just uh, very. I was, I was hoping we'd get another episode. Now, now that you said the date, I was checking if we'd, we'd have a celebratory episode on on that day, but no, because <laughs> we're gonna have one on March twenty-sixth, but not April. Oh. Uh, <laughs> so close. Yeah, so close. <laughs> Such a milestone, too. Uh, yeah, so um, we do have a couple exciting things coming up next week. Um, so we'll have some stuff to talk about in a couple weeks when we come back. Um, let me see. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we got some stuff coming up. So, and oh, and then when we come back, um, uh, we'll be talking about the OnePlus 9. All right, yeah. Yeah, That's, we'll actually know what it's about this time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, there's some other things too that's coming up that that uh, you know, I can't 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 quite talk about yet, but it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be cool. Awesome. So, all right, we'll all catch right. you guys in a couple of weeks. Oh wait, right. oh, no, I'm sorry. Do you want to spell wait. your Twitter handle? <laughs> all right, you can find us on Twitter. My handle is Indospot. That's I N D O S P O T, and like Rich is. <laughs> at the Richwoods. And we'll catch you guys in a couple of weeks. All right, see you, everyone. <laughs>